At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Greg. Look for my book, The Agile Brand, on Amazon or on my website at theagile.world. Hi, my name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. I'm excited to introduce this special episode brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic, data analytics. Data has the power to help businesses succeed, but most companies often run into challenges when they try to collect, analyze, and make decisions based on their data. When done correctly, however, strategic use of data can provide a competitive advantage. To help me introduce this topic, I'd like to introduce Jennifer Kling and Ram Palaniopin of Tech Systems to the show. First, why don't each of you tell me a little bit about what you do at Tech Systems? Jennifer? I'm Jennifer Kling. I am a director responsible for our enterprise applications and data analytics and insights practice within our talent services division. I've been with Tech for over 10 years and have over 17 years of IT experience prior to that, helping organizations build the right teams and deliver upon solutions. Hello, everyone. This is Ram Palniapun, Practice Director, Handling Data Analytics, Data Insights, and Enterprise Integration Services at Tech Systems. I have been with Tech for the last 10 years, working on building world-class practice that drives value for our customers. Great. Well, welcome again to the show. Um, so we're going to touch a, on a lot of different aspects of data analytics today, but let's start with a question about goals. So Jennifer, uh, how does a business determine the main goal or business priority they're trying to achieve with their data? Um, at a very high level, the goals that organizations will typically say that are most important to them are increasing revenue, reducing costs, improving experience with their customers, and even working to identify new revenue streams and predict outcomes. But for an organization to truly understand what is most critical to them, they need to work within their individual lines of business. Um, and when I say lines of business, I'm referring to like a finance department or marketing or an operations or even a human resources group to understand what's most important to them, what problems or business challenges that they're trying to solve so that they can look for synergies throughout the organization. This is sometimes the step that organizations miss. And really, it's the most critical in helping an organization define their data strategy, select the right tools to use, identify the right use cases, and really be able to prioritize things within their data strategy. Ram, how do you how do you work with businesses to determine their their main goals and business priorities? I think um, uh, when you look at uh, a human body, uh, how important is the pulse? Um, by reading the pulse, you can determine how is the health. Um, I would say that very similar uh, data is aligned to your business goals, and, uh, and data helps to provide insight whether you are on track or you are straight away from your main goal. 
many a times the revenue profitability market share cost are key uh, indicators or performance indicators that drive uh, organizations performance so what are the biggest challenges you see organizations struggling with in order to get the most out of their data jennifer why don't you answer that first Um, One of the biggest challenges is not having a strategy. And without a strategy, organizations aren't able to identify where their quickest wins might be, business problems that they need to solve, and then how they're going to go about solving those problems. They're often so eager to see wins that they sometimes skip the most important step, which is working through developing a strategy and identifying use cases. And that step is the most critical to really evaluate the opportunity at hand. Ram, what what do you think as far as the biggest challenges with organizations uh, getting the most out of their data? Yeah, absolutely. In addition to what uh, Jen mentioned, uh, there is a big challenge to make data accessible to your organization. For some reason, long time, we have protected data in such a way that they are a precious commodity or a luxury item. Uh, Unless you start treating your data as an utility like water or electricity, uh, it's not going to change the way company driving the business goals. So end of the day, I think once you start treating or making your data accessible to your organization, it is going to help uh, drive business strategy. So yeah, so after an organization understands what it wants from its data, then, you know, has access to it, uh, Ram, as you were just saying. Let's not talk about how to extract more value from it. So with so much data out there, what is the first steps organizations should take to actually realize value out of their data? You know, so after, they're, after they actually can access it and really understand what they want as an organization. Jennifer, why don't you answer that first? Well, one of the, one of the first steps they should take is realizing that they currently in the current state might not have all of the data that they need access to. And some of that will come from their internal systems, such as their enterprise resource planning systems and and other forms of structured and unstructured data. Once they have assembled that data and are working towards making it more accessible within the organization, they need to ensure that they are not hoarding or over collecting data from too many sources or redundant and even irrelevant sources. It's important to have that data strategy and that roadmap so that they know the important role that each source of data is going to play in delivering upon that strategy. Too much data without a comprehensive strategy can create a lot of noise and confusion when attempting to solve analytics requests. And specifically when providing that data to large groups within the business, it can provide inaccurate and sometimes misleading results. Ron, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think um, looking at getting value out of data, which really means data insights, right? Um, I would say if you are looking for uh, getting value out of your data, first call X systems. (laughs) But with all seriousness, there is a tremendous data that has been generated and collected in both business world as well as in social world. So the critical first step is to build a strategy how to use that particular data that you have collected. As Jennifer mentioned, we need to look at how I will use this data today, tomorrow, 
five years down the line, 10 years down the line, because you may not use a particular set of data today, but you may need it down the line, or you may have certain data which is useful today, but you may not need it down the line. So we need to clearly identify and categorize what data and when I'm going to use it. Great. Yeah, Ram, you mentioned a, d- a data strategy. So what do you, how do you describe to clients the value and purpose of creating that, that data strategy? So strategy drives execution. So even in the world of driverless car, you need a map. Strategy is the map that helps you to reach your goals in shortest time with minimal effort. It can even pull you back on track if you are driving in different direction than your destiny. So certainly I think having a strategy would drive organization to success. So Jennifer, how do you perceive the value of a data strategy in today's business landscape? Uh, Do most companies know that they need one already or is it something that is often overlooked and maybe people start with strategy or people start with tactics first and, and just kind of overlook it? It's a great question because it's a very real scenario. Um, I don't think organizations typically realize the value of having the strategy until they realize that they've overlooked it. All too often, uh, we see organizations so eager to achieve wins and to jump right in where they see their competition might be that by skipping the most important steps of having the strategy in this very clear roadmap, as Brom talked about, that they're making some critical mistakes. We'll often see customers wanting to bring in a hire a data scientist or select a tool and build a strategy around a tool or a person instead of identifying what are the key business drivers, the problems that they're trying to solve, and then building a strategy around that and letting the tools and the technologies be a result of executing upon the strategy. So it's often overlooked but definitely realize later on. And what I really encourage everyone to do is really pause. It's it's very exciting to want to jump in and begin to execute upon these data analytics initiatives and try to get quick wins. But without the strategy, there is typically a lot of rework and a lot of lost time and effort by not starting with the strategy, building out that roadmap with a clear path on how to execute from there. Ram, are you seeing any changes in how often people or companies are starting with with strategy or um, or, or what do you think there? So we are seeing increasingly uh, companies trying to evaluate and refresh their data strategy in the light of changing technology and business landscape. Uh, today's businesses uh, change in a pretty uh, quick fashion. Uh, uh, the companies who are there 100 years, now with the new economy, we are seeing companies uh, whose value are much higher than those 100-year-old companies, the companies that are started in the last four or five years. So certainly, I think um, when you are looking at a data strategy, um, either you are an established organization, then look at uh, hit refresh 
in order to ensure that uh, the business differentiation is driven to your data because that's the big differentiator for organizations to compete. So Jennifer, how does a how does a data strategy relate to the overall goals and priorities of the business? You know, cuz we've we've we're now in our conversation we're kind of coming full circle of you know, we start with how, you know, you need to start with goals and priorities and then increasingly over time, even though it's a little bit slower than I think we all would hope, companies are starting to understand strategy. But how do you really get them to map this back to overall goals and, and priorities? Well, one of, the, one of the first things you need to do or any organization will need to do is pull in um, different leaders within the lines of businesses or different departments. So uh, an example would be utilizing key resources from a finance or a marketing department or operations or even human resources and really understanding what their priorities are and looking for synergies so that the data that is being collected and consumed and presented for decision-making and analytics can really capitalize on, on the synergies within that data and provide comprehensive solutions across the organization. And we've been talking a lot about um, how the strategy is really creating the roadmap for those individual business units and for the organization as a whole. And it, it's very true. Each business unit within the organization will have their own unique business problems that they're trying to solve and goals for analytics. And it's the job of tech systems and working with our customers to help find those synergies and create a solution that can help achieve all of those goals for the organization. Yeah, and you know, I would say as as with any initiative that is business critical and really tied to business. Uh, business results. A data strategy isn't something that's created once and then runs, you know, without any modifications or optimizations. So, uh, Ram, when do you recommend that um, not only a data strategy is created, but how is it how is it reviewed? How often should it be reviewed? How do you how do you work with clients to to determine that that frequency of of how often you're adjusting and modifying and really evaluating? That's a very good question, Greg. Uh, data strategy, uh, yeah, in, in our perspective, it is closely aligned to business strategy, right? So, so as Jen mentioned, uh, you have various functions within the business, which is driving your organization uh, to the uh, goals of the organization. So, so the use of strategic data and long-termness in today's world it is shortening, right? Uh, the long term in today's world is one to three years. Uh, uh, whereas, you know, if if you ask me the same question, probably five years back or ten years back, it may be five to ten years. Um, hence, um, I think agility to look at data strategy as your business changes will be very much critical. So. So I think you need to relook at your business or, or your data strategy whenever there is a change in your uh, business goals or business direction. Jennifer, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Putting together your data strategy is definitely not a point in time activity that once complete is kind of put on the shelf and occasionally looked at. It's a very iterative process, and it's so critical that it's is looked at 
um, on a consistent basis because business priorities change, tools on the market change, technologies are changing. And in this agile world that we live in, we need to be able to pivot and adjust to help meet those changing requirements and technologies and business priorities. Uh, I, I really suggest keeping it in the forefront, reviewing it at least once a month, because that is going to, um, making the adjustments to your data strategy is going to allow you to make the adjustments in your workforce plan. Do you have the right resources with the right skills and experience to be able to execute upon your strategy? Do you have the right team of people to help you execute upon this strategy? And do you have the right partner to help develop solutions that are going to move your business forward and help you achieve your goals? Well, Jennifer, first, I, I want to say you get bonus points for using the agile world in your answer. So um, for the, as your as your reward for that, I'm going to I'm going to ask you this question um, first. So, you know, we're, we talk about being agile and we talk about an iterative process and, and all of that. How do companies know whether they're on the right track or not? What We talk about frequency of, of measurement, but how do you work with them to figure out, okay, are we, do we just need to do more of the same or do we really need to pivot and, and find a different direction? I think you know an organization or a company knows when they're on the right track, when they're either seeing quick wins or they recognize a failure or a quick failure and that they are able to pivot. And the reason why I consider being on track is seeing either a quick win or a quick failure is because we're not beginning to execute upon very long, drawn out, multi-year initiatives. We are staying, having a, a very defined scope where we can execute upon our proof of concept and determine whether or not we are going to achieve the business goals and the outcome that we had outlined in the strategy. And when we're not seeing that, the ability to hit pause or reset and pivot is really what is going to help organizations execute best upon their plan and stay on track and within their budget. So companies that know whether or not they're on track are the ones that can quickly recognize quick wins or potentially even quick failures and make the appropriate adjustments in their strategy. So, Ram, uh, you know, as you're working with organizations, what what common pitfalls do you often see organizations struggling with in their data strategy, and and what do you do to to help them help uh, you know point them in the right direction? Yeah, that's a very very interesting question to a technologist, right? Uh, I have seen, and and personally, it's that there is a lot of uh, confusion of technology strategy with data strategy. Uh, we have seen people spending more time uh, in in on technology strategy, how to get the data, how to process the data, and how to deliver the data. And often they land up in in a in a, in a big mess where uh, if if the input is trash, the resulting output will be trash, whatever the technology is. Uh, hence, the key here is to work on a highly governed quality data as focus on data strategy uh, and technology evolves, uh, new technology comes, but you have a solid data strategy, what data you want to acquire and what data you want to process and how you want to process. I think that can guide you to success. 
one of the most common pitfalls that we see are organizations moving too quickly and skipping steps. As I mentioned earlier, it's so important to have a strategy in place and then use that strategy to help determine the tools and the technologies and the people that are going to be best in helping to deliver on that. The biggest pitfall that we see is organizations that want to jump right in and make a decision on a tool or a technology or even a partner or an individual that will help them drive certain things. But building a strategy around those things, not a business priority, does not lead to success. The execution work should be large enough in scope, but also small and manageable and with very defined outcomes that an organization is going to see those quick wins. So moving too quickly and skipping steps is is one of the most common pitfalls. And, and secondly, trying to have um, trying to accomplish too much, um, having a strategy that or an initiative that's too large in scope is also a huge pitfall because you are looking for those quick wins. You're looking for small and manageable wins, very defined outcomes. Um, so that you can move along quickly and provide real value to the business. Yeah. So you mentioned making things manageable and and maintainable, right? So I think you know I think that's definitely a an important thing because a business, even even if they're implementing a new data strategy, doesn't mean that they don't already have ongoing efforts and, and initiatives. So, Ram, how do you work with an organization that they may not have an existing data strategy, but um, you know, what can they do to start shaping it while they're maintaining and, and managing all of this legacy stuff that they're uh, that they're also having to deal with? Yeah, I think the first first thing that any organization need to look at um, whenever they're hitting a refresh is what is the in data maturity, right? So so do an assessment uh, that can lead to the gaps. Um, which will be bridged by the overarching data strategy. So, so I would say that the first step there would be to basically do a data maturity assessment, and uh, that will lead to bridging your gaps in your data strategy, and then you can start executing to your strategy by uh, enabling organization with the right data set. Great. Jennifer, how, how would you answer that? If a company doesn't have a data strategy, this is really an excellent opportunity for them to think about how they're going to transform their entire business, not just systems and tools and processes, but really define what the organization wants to accomplish, what are their current business problems, and what are some realistic goals and milestones. I'll often encourage an organization to think about what does what does that desired outcome look like? Talk to me about what are the problems that you want to solve? What do you want to predict? What do you wish that you knew? Again, we're not looking at um, we're not looking at a rear view facing or rear view looking approach to what has happened in the past. Most of our analytics projects and solutions that we're providing to customers are helping them predict and prescribe what may happen in the future and uh, and help solve business problems. So really thinking about what that looks like is something that's very transformational for organizations that typically have only been able to look at historical data and try to define or predict what might happen. But the use of 
data and analytics within an organization and building a strategy around how they plan on utilizing that will lead to organizations being able to accomplish some of their goals, whether it be prescriptive or predictive analytics and and achieving those goals. So Jennifer, uh, both you and Ram mentioned uh, data maturity assessments and how you work with clients to do that. In your experience, are most clients do they have a realistic understanding of where they are in that in that data maturity model, or is it one of those situations where you often have to have a, a heart to heart with them and, and tell them that maybe they're not quite as advanced as they think they are? How does that usually work with with organizations, and how have you done that successfully um, to really kind of get them get them to be realistic about where they are? Well, I, I think the the gut reaction from most organizations is that they're they believe that they are more mature than they are. Um, and, and that's because this is their data, they, they own it, um, they've been working with it for a long time, and it really admitting that maybe it's, it's not the greatest source of accuracy or maybe the greatest source of the truth is sometimes hard for organizations. So the initial reaction is, oh, yeah, our data is pretty good, like we've got what we need, like we're ready, we're ready to go, we're ready to begin executing upon this. Well, really, um, that's why part of the assessment and the health check of the data in the organization is so critical to not only ensure that um, that it is clean and can be utilized, but also that it's going to provide accurate and timely results uh, when, when analytics has begun to be applied to it. So oftentimes we'll have a conversation with business owners um, around this and they'll believe that um, that everything is more mature than it really is. Um, the heart-to-heart conversations when really getting down to defining the strategy and what we want to get out of um, out of the data and out of the initiative and specifically even um, specific pilots or proof of concepts typically yields that the data is in a much more immature uh, place than we need it. And that's where we'll look to um, begin building another plan for organizations around how to um, how to supplement their data and really clean things up so that they have single source of the truth or at least a clean version of the truth for them to be able to execute upon. So now let's let's shift a little bit to management and ownership of data within an organization. So Ram, in your experience, who's who owns the data strategy and how much does this vary in the clients you work with? Does it is it often the same team? Do you see a shift in uh, in the industry and and how how is that working? Yeah, certainly. Um, with cloud, uh, we are she- seeing that shift. Um, either it is a large organizations that we work with or small organizations. Um, the shift is uh, the ownership of uh, data strategy is moving from IT to line of business. Uh, either it is uh, a CFO organization or CEO organization or CMO organization for digital needs, um, it's primarily the data strategy is owned by business and the technology enabling strategy is owned by IT. That's how we are seeing with some of the Fortune 500 companies that we work with them today. Jennifer, uh, what, are, what trends are you seeing in the, in the industry? Well, the tra- the trends that I'm seeing, you know, if I go back and I look over my career in IT, it's really a, a transformation between, you know, this kind of legacy world and the 
the driving of IT, meaning IT driving overall technology choices, strategy, implementation, and execution as a means of solving business problems, where today what we're really seeing is lines of businesses really owning their strategy and working with IT as a partner and helping to facilitate um, the design and the development. This is a huge shift uh, where and where we really see this playing out is IT is seen as a valuable partner in helping to deliver technology solutions. But as we see more platforms and tools and technologies residing in the cloud, this has really created also a shift within IT for how things get done. Not everything requires a developer, per se, to help deliver on it. There is easy integration and hooks within a lot of applications, and specifically within data analytics and insights, many things are self-serve. So this shift is allowing for synergies to be gained across the lines of business and to be realized within the organization. IT is seen as a strategic partner in this and really letting the business or the lines of business, those the finance and the marketing and the operation and HR departments, letting them own components of their strategy with IT being a partner and helping to deliver upon that. So you mentioned uh, and, you, and you refer to this collaboration with uh, between other business units and, and the IT department. Um, Rom, what, what are Besides that, or maybe, you know, just to elaborate on that idea, even what are some of the qualities and behaviors of organizations who have been successful with their overall enterprise data? So um, when we are looking at new age companies, right, uh, that have accelerated their growth from the startup to a big uh, multi-billion dollar organizations, um, they're all built around data, uh, right? For example, the success of Uber uh, which owns a tremendous wealth of data from the usage, uh, but does not own a single car. Uh, the success of Airbnb, which owns a uh, lot of uh, customer preference data, uh, but doesn't own a single hotel property. So all of these new age success um, uh, is driven by their data strategy to understand their customer preferences and choices. Also, uh, my all-time favorite is Netflix. Uh, they are not a new age company, but they transitioned from, if, if you go back 10 years back, a DVD rental business, where you rent a DVD and then you ship it back. And from there, they have completely uh, transitioned into a streaming entertainment business. And uh, today, if I go to Netflix, uh, they know how to hook you up to Netflix for more than two, three hours. Um, that is primarily because it is driven by strong understanding of customer preference and choices through your data, how you are, uh, uh, what you are seeing, when you are seeing, and all of that goes into providing intelligence suggestions. So, Jennifer, how, how are organizations measuring the effectiveness of, of their data strategy? Organizations are, are looking at how are they, are they achieving the outcomes that they set forth. Uh, so we talked earlier about the importance of within the strategy of 
identifying use cases and putting together pilots and proof of concepts, organizations can measure then the effectiveness of their data strategy in if they are achieving the outcomes that they set forth. Um, have they adjusted their strategy um, to execute where maybe they weren't seeing the wins that they thought? Are they continuing to look at their business and their industry and really turn things on its side and try to disrupt disrupt things and come up with solutions that have never been thought of before and never applied to help them solve some of their business problems and to achieve success. So, Ram, how do you uh, how do you recommend that organizations future proof their data technology investments? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Greg. Um, if you have asked me. Uh, this question 10 years back, uh, the future that we refer is next five to 10 years. Uh, but today, the future is next one to three years, primarily because uh, so much of advancement with AI, machine learning, and uh, where we are seeing uh, great technology advancements in a short period of time uh, in a compressed nature. Uh, so no more customers wait for a huge data warehousing implementation projects, which runs for two to three years. They are looking for quick wins. Uh, for example, uh, at Tech Systems, we have built uh, AI and NLP-based conversational assistant platform called Sage, uh, which is built on any of the public uh, cloud platform. So this platform can help in reducing the overall support costs, either it is your end user uh, customer support or internal employee support or IT support uh, to the tune of anywhere between 25 to 30%. So, so it can really give value for money. And what we are seeing is that customers are looking for such quick turnaround products uh, showing incremental value in this space than buying a hugely licensed long-term implementation products in this space. So I would say that that's where the customers are leaning towards. Great. Jennifer, how, how do you how do you work with organizations to really make sure that they get that long-term value out of their out of their investments in, in data technology? Um, there are several things that organizations can do to future proof their their investments in data. Um, first, it's important to have a good partner, um, one that's going to provide multiple solutions, different ways of thinking about things and expertise within practice areas, as well as providing long-term sustainable support and flexible and scalable solutions. Rom talks about the Sage platform that's been developed as a conversational assistant using AI and natural language processing. This is a really great example of tech systems realizing a problem that many customers were having and creating some tools to enable customer support, employee support, and overall reducing costs. Some of, and these are some of the most commonly cited business problems that organizations are looking to solve with data and analytics. Well, thank you to both of you for joining the show. Again, I'd like to thank Jennifer Kling and Ram Palani Oppen of Tech Systems for joining the show today. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you next week. 
If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please rate the show on iTunes or contact me through my website at theagile.world. You can find my books, The Agile Brand and The Agile Web on Amazon and on my website at theagile.world. You've always had what it takes to make it happen, and we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program, so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.